ओम so the only knowledge that leaves no residue, nothing to be done, nothing to be attained, nothing to be fulfilled, nothing to strive for, nothing to no pressure to do anything after gaining which that is the knowledge that is called varishtha the first reason why it is called varishtha it's varishtha because compared to aparavidya the knowledge of objects which leaves one totally incomplete leaves one more ignorant than one uh, than when one began the knowledge of the atma gives a sense of completion to the seeking where the seeker meets what is sought is atma vidya in other places you don't meet meet what you seek yeah this is very important in other fields of knowledge you know you you want to one become one with the body of knowledge you don't the teacher of microbiology after teaching microbiology for 15 years doesn't suddenly turn into a microbe correct yeah you don't become one with the object of the knowledge and here in brahma vidya what is the uh, shruti's promise brahmavid brahmaiva bhavati the knower of brahman quote-unquote, becomes Brahman. So when the person was ignorant, were they not Brahman? Yes, they were, but they did not know it. So therefore, this becoming is as though it's not really becoming. So here, in a, the desire for knowledge is a fundamental human desire. And it is a desire that is, that is there for everybody. And this fundamental human desire is... Uh, it's, it's there in everybody to a greater or lesser degree. But in those people in whom the desire for knowledge is, is there is a thirst for knowledge, that means that they are well on their way to gain this knowledge because that thirst for knowledge is actually a thirst for this knowledge. The thirst for the knowledge of objects is really speaking nothing but the thirst for the knowledge of subjects, of the subject. It is just a deflected process. Like I said, there is a certain throwing, what is inside you project out. And so instead of knowing the subject, instead of seeing that what I need to do is know the subject, what I do is focus on the knowledge of objects. I try to conquer the objects in the world and become top in my field and become infinite. And I told you to try and becoming to become infinite is a very unbecoming quest. One is left permanently seeking. So the desire for knowledge is already a person is in the sattvic realm. Otherwise you cannot desire knowledge. One has become a sattvic personality. A little more aesthetic pursuit knowledge is. But again when one is keeping on delving into the knowledge of objects what really one is missing and what one is really seeking is the knowledge of the subject. The knowledge of the subject includes in a general way the knowledge of the objects because all the objects depend upon the subject. Like for example, let's go back to our, yeah. So what have we decided this is? Clay, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Out of which word have we used? Clay, correct? So if I, if I, let us go back to what we used to call it before. What did we call this before? Pot. So if we go back to this example of the pot, so if I do a thorough dissection of this pot and keep looking at it, you know, measure how many inches and what is the circumference, what is the diameter, what is the diameter of this little hole in the back and how many cracks and, uh, you know, which crack is a see-through crack and which crack is an opaque uh, crack and how many cracks can be felt and how many cracks can be seen, 
I'm doing a PhD dissertation, you know. Yeah, afterwards I'll be known as Dr. Pot because <laughs> I'm the doctor of pot. So, <laughs> so if I strive to become Dr. Pot, meaning I'm, I'm an expert on this part, and then what happens when I'm confronted by this part? You know, I have to do one more PhD. You see that? Yeah. If I don't see this as clay, then this becomes a finite thing that I'm pursuing. And having pursued this, am I happy? No, because then I'm confronted with this part, which I don't know. Then I have to take out the measuring tape again. And then, oh, this has, that had only one little bend. Now this has a little rim at the bottom also. Now that also has to be measured. And then the whole has to be measured. And this has to be measured. And what is this? There's another part stuck inside this part. Oh, that also has to be measured. And so, like this, it's unending. And then finally, when I'm confronted with this part, then I don't know where to start again. I have to start from scratch. You have to start from A for apple, P for pot. Correct? <laughs> so, this is what I mean by the, you know, by the finite, the world of the finite. It, it, it will always leave. Actually, it is infinite. But I'm thinking of, I'm looking at it in a finite way. That is what the knowledge of objects is and it leaves you wanting. It leaves you wanting because you can never really fathom. The, 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 it's an endless quest and you don't want your quest to be endless. You want to seek the endless as yourself. You don't want to be an infinite seeker. You want to be the seeker of the infinite. There's a big difference in the two things. And so therefore, if I look at this as clay, a manifestation of clay from which this this name and form called pot this word called pot this meaning called pot has come unto which it goes back by which it is all the time sustained then if I do a PhD on clay then no matter how many pots I'm confronted by you know yeah no matter how many pots I'm confronted by don't think only these three are there yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't think only these three are there. Ah, I have one for every finger. So, <laughs> so then what happens? Then if then if I know clay, then I know the entire clay world, correct? The entire then, then you can put this one also somewhere on the palm of the hand. Oh, there it goes, another crack pot. So so then we have this in between the fingers. Then we have that one, which I cannot hold. So like this, we have so many, that one you, I can hold with this hand. And so no matter how many parts I'm confronted, with so many shapes, so many different sizes, so many things, I'm not baffled. I'm not left wanting. I'm not left surprised. I'm not left incomplete. Because if I know clay, I know the entire clay world. And you translate that now, if Brahman is the source of everything, if Brahman is the clay of the Jagat. And then, if I focus on knowing the clay, which is Brahman, then what, which is, you know, which is Bhagavan, which is Brahman, if I focus on that, then all other things are as well known. I don't have to know Chinese and Latin and all these things, that's the particular knowledge. But generally speaking, I know what makes this Jagat tick. Yeah. Why should I know what makes this Jagat tick? So that I'm not ticked off all the time. Now that's the only reason. If you don't know what makes this Jagat tick, you're always ticked off. By every single thing, you're ticked off. You know? And then you go TikTok. That's all. <laughs> this is... <laughs> So that's why I have to know that one thing, every in every question, that same thing. Yena vijnana sarvam vijyatam iva bhavati. Iva has to be added. As though known by which one thing, knowing that master knowledge, I have everything at my fingertips, which leaves me, which leaves me feeling like a master, which gives me that mastery, which is called swamitvam. So a swami is technically the one who has this knowledge. What is that knowledge of? Oneself. So the self-mastery through this knowledge is the mastery of everything, really. There's nothing more left to know. Oh, but then I'll become dull because, you know, I'll stop learning. Okay, so what? 
then I'll become dull because there'll be nothing to know. You won't become dull. There's nothing that is propelling you to know. There is nothing that is pressuring you to do. So that doesn't mean that you, you will not have the motivation to get out of bed because there you can live for others. Yeah, that is what a sannyasi does. That is what a sadhu does. Paropkaran sadhyati. That the word sadhu comes from sadh to, to, to perform, to fulfill what? Other people's desires and other people help other people. And so you can do that. And but there is a beauty in that because there is while even before the knowledge people may have a desire to help other people. What happens? There is a pressure. Often one's own pain leads one to help other people. Here what? Here there is no pain. There is only joy and freedom. So therefore, the pot knowledge alone leaves me completely shaken up, wanting more. Does not change the fact that one thinks of oneself as a wanting person. But the knowledge of the clay, you know, the knowledge of the whole, leaves me seeing myself included in that whole, seeing myself as the whole, really. And this is what would be the state of this pot too. If the pot thinks of itself as I am only pot, then what happens? Or a cup, take a cup, forget the pot, you know. The cup says I am cup. And the cup is sad. Why? Because I have a, I'm made of bone china. What is bone china? That which is sub subject to osteoporosis. <laughs> that which breaks. Really, it is so thin. It is really thin. That's why it's called bone china. <laughs> so that which happens to the bone in old age also happens to this, uh, this, this cup made of bone china. And so this bone china, which is this most flimsy material, if you look at it very hard, it will break. It will crack. It's so delicate. And so here is the story of the cup that is made of bone china. And, the, and it has got some gold paint around the edges and in the middle. And it, look, it, is, it feels um, very good looking. And it's got some nice flowers painted on the side. And it's very upset with the lady of the household. Because the lady of the household, when she watches, watches the cup, gives the cup, poor cup, a lot of heart attacks because she almost drops it and she, you know, rubs it and, you know, just makes so many, all that gilt edges and that nice paint is wearing off and the cup is extremely sad. The cup says, I'm not, you know, what is this? I came all the way from China for this, <laughs> to be treated like this. And then it says, you know, and then on top of that, the hot water and the hot, you know, tea leaves and the cup says, I'm a delicate fellow. I'm not used to all this. They pour hot water. What do they think of me? As just a receptacle for their drinks. That's all I have. I have no job satisfaction. And I'm being abused over here. I used to be so pretty. I used to have such nice uh, pattern of poppies and flowers and a gold paint on the edges. And on the handle, all that is gone. The handle has already chipped. And I am a chipped cup. You know, I am chipped cup. And I have, this is horrible. Oh, Bhagavan. And what does the cup say? It doesn't say adhihi. It doesn't say teach me. Ignorant cup. Self-ignorant cup. It doesn't know even. It's so ignorant. That it is ignorant of being ignorant. So it doesn't know I want this knowledge. No Shama, no six pack, no Dhamma, nothing. And no Viveka. What I'm seeking, it doesn't know. No Vairagya. That it's so attached to its gold rim. It doesn't know. And uh, no, uh, you know, Mumukshutva, no desire to be free, desire to learn is not there. But it too prays. Like a, like a, you know, devotee. Oh, Clay Bhagavan. <laughs> <laughs> this is the prayer of the bone china cup because secretly you know the cup is very jealous of the saucer because the saucer no need to wash you just rinse it because the saucer is not doing anything 
of course if you unless you are in gujarat or north india somewhere where they drink in the saucer but this is a first world cup saucer and saucer is hardly used and the saucer retains the poppy flowers the saucer has that bright gold the cup is all worn out and the cup is very jealous of the saucer it just sits you know it doesn't do anything and uh, you know it 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 it's got all this it has retained its uh, you know it doesn't need anti aging cream and it has <laughs> retained everything no wrinkles no chips nothing its its skin is as fine as it was on the first day it was it it came you know from the boat from china and it is so wonderful oh porcelain bhagavan you know <laughs> porcelain is nothing but clay but uh, porcelain is the cup's ishta devata <laughs> clay in a particular form <laughs> so oh porcelain bhagavan so please make me next life into what saucer because as cup i'm having a very difficult life and this saucer not to be outdone is becoming very saucy each time it points to me and laughs and next time please oh porcelain bhagavan make me into kim saucer bhagavan ka kya jata hai bhagavan doesn't lose anything bhagavan is tathastu porcelain bhagavan is also very un, uh, very compassionate unendingly compassionate tathastu next time this cup next janma next life what does it become saucer you think it's happy no it says i'm useless nobody even looks at me they just put me aside and take the cup they kiss the cup they are always with they and when they feel cold they are holding the cup like this in the winter time you know they are warming themselves saucer nobody even looks at what a life why am i a saucer but of course the veil of maya has made it not remember that in the last life it asked for this and this is a you know karmic reincarnation because of its final desire to be saucer and the and the cup which is now a saucer doesn't remember all that i was piche i was cup before i was cup and now i am saucer it doesn't remember anything yeah doesn't know and then it says the cup has everything the cup is the one gently taken care of people throw me aside i don't have any job satisfaction and then this stupid cup sits on me <laughs> am i just this holding thing am i just this is all my life is meant for i am supposed to hold this stupid cup what is this life useless oh porcelain bhagwan <laughs> and so the agaras and the so the various forms and names keep changing for that same clay and if you don't if the pot doesn't know it is clay if the cup doesn't know that it is clay it it endlessly suffers incarnation after incarnation yeah even though it may have painted carnations on its side it will suffer in every incarnation that's what it is and so therefore some drastic change of vision is needed and what is that drastic change of vision i have to know that one thing knowing which all this wantingness goes away that i am useless that i am hopeless that i have no self satisfaction that i have no job satisfaction that i am inadequate that i have to put on a show to show people how important i am that i am insecure that i have too many things to do that the neighbor's life is much better than mine and this is my favorite one that i am so dharmic i'm doing the correct things but the neighbor is getting the promotion <laughs> why you know all these things go when one stops to misidentify oneself as a helpless separate alienated finite individual full of problems always the identification with the finite is fraught with problems there, there cannot be any other way because it's contrary to the truth of you when you you know when you are determined life after life to believe in a lie that is there and the original lie which is your own ignorance 
and along with the original lie all the other broods that you need all these products to make you complete that's why it's called ipad oh. you become more of an i having the pad you know and without ipad you are i mad that's what happens so where constantly the whole society participates in this lie the whole universe is participating in this lie that does not excuse the lie even though it can explain it it doesn't excuse it and then here are some people who say you know if bhagavan wants me to gain this knowledge then bhagavan should come and give this knowledge why i have to work so hard all the time why i have to get somebody asked me this last time in atlanta why bhagavan's grace should be enough for me to gain this knowledge somebody said this you know why should i have titiksha shama dama shraddha uparati samadhanam humukshutvam viveka vairagya and why do i have to approach and say arhi hi bhagavan brahma vidya varishtha it has to just come because everything from bhagavan comes so i will say okay if you have the same attitude towards your next meal then this attitude is okay but certain other places we see that you know the person is very keen on using the free will correct to to manufacture some things that they want why not this why not use the free will to go at least up to the source of the knowledge mm. after that knowledge happens i'm going to talk about that so it's an effortless knowing but to bring yourself to want to know is 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 not the problem of bhagavan or the teacher bhagavan is not opposed to your ignorance bhagavan doesn't feel bad if you're ignorant bhagavan doesn't say oh poor thing has been going through so such so many lifetimes bhagavan will keep saying tathasti like the porcelain bhagavan did not object to the cup jiva asking to become a saucer what did the porcelain bhagavan say tathastu porcelain bhagavan did not say in our story mm-hmm. you know i think you should ask for something more bhagavan is not opposed to ignorance atma is not opposed to ignorance it transcends ignorance it is it accommodates ignorance you have to desire and choose to know that is why vedanta is not like jehovah's witness you don't knock on every door ask for a cup of water or tea make yourself comfortable and then in their own home preach your beliefs you know this is not this is not vedanta you know we don't have flyers by the wayside and all these things and uh, in fact when this uh, advaita academy people approached me and said we are going to advertise your talks and we are going to do this i i said no need in the beginning i said no need i had to be convinced i said no need no more people will come i said i don't care whoever comes is meant to come it's okay then they said no this is the western country you have to do these things because this is how people know and i just said okay do whatever you want you know but uh, really speaking we have you know this is not the way this is not the way to we don't try to attract students we don't try to do this and this is not something which is uh, part of the vedanta it's in in all the that's why the akhyaika the story becomes very important because the story illustrates that the teacher doesn't approach the student hello do you want knowledge anybody here kisko chahiye raise your hand no student approaches the teacher because the student sees that there is a problem needing to be resolved and there is a humility in this approach because i don't know and i think you know so please teach me there is a lot of humility in this approach the teacher doesn't think there is a problem because that you are incomplete is not real correct mm-hmm. and so and neither does the knowledge complete you so the teacher doesn't think you are incomplete in the view of the teacher you are totally free complete but if you say i have a problem please teach me madartham smara adhihi please teach me like how you learnt and then the teacher has to you know craft a methodology 
where you know the that which is not possible is made possible like the problem which is not there is seriously talked about hour after hour and the problem which is not there is then solved you see resolved it's all just a a, a setup so the teacher makes a certain setup this is part of the pedagogy where this teaching continues so really speaking the student chooses the knowledge knowing it is varishtha varishtha means exalted knowing that only i will have a value for that so the varishtha has so many meanings we have seen already it's exalted one because it gives it's the only thing that gives a sense of completion and the second reason a related reason it's exalted because it takes away anartha vratan visharati it takes away all my wantingness my you know inadequacy it's the master key knowing which everything is known that one thing alone i have to know and the third reason it is the this is this knowledge is very exalted is uh, is because it is not available on the road side yeah road side you can get pakodas you know some fried fritters people selling on the on the on the kiosks and things like that this is varishtha a very special and a most sacred knowledge which is available only to the most matured and that is why you really cannot even if you advertise vedanta only few people will come really because those that have the value those that have the the qualifications to know that this is really what i want and i'm going to make the space in my life and get it somehow or the other i'm going to do this and uh, i you know it is varishtha because it will it is a, a very important knowledge a very sacred knowledge that is not easily gained only a few people how many students do you see around a, an exalted teacher like adi shankara if you see the pictures four yeah so you know this is how it is but what kind of students each one has written so many wonderful things and so that is the thing it's not the quantity it's the quality of the pursuit and it's it's that's what this is and therefore it is varishtha and then what does he say he, he knows even a, a few things varishtha means why don't people come why don't people come for vedanta why only few students is given in the next line sada sadbhi sevya manam that vidya which is sevya means assimilated by enjoyed by served by engaged in by who always sat who are the people who follow dharma the people who have the qualifications they are also called sat and what that's why it's called satsang it's not sad sang okay yeah even though all you do is sit and sing you still have to pronounce it satsang so sada sadbhi sevyamanam so the pursuer of sat is also called sat sat means that the truth of everything sat the only thing that exists which is yourself so the pursuer of sat is also sat and when a lot of people come together who pursue sat it is called satsang satsanga and so here sada always at no time is this knowledge pursued by people who whose main aim in life is conspicuous consumption this is not a knowledge that's pursued by people who are happy being unhappy you know i'm not really saying that it's metaphorical there are people who complain a lot about samsara and we have i'm sure you have met some people all oh, life is so difficult and i have to do so many things don't do that no 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 how i can not do them i have to do them okay do them no but how can i do them don't you see i'm just losing weight and becoming so weak and i have no help 
So this is what I mean, being happily unhappy, addicted to that life of difficulty, not knowing how to drop it and not having the wherewithal to think of it even as a possibility that perhaps there is something in my vision that needs, that is making the world look so, uh, of a look to be of a terrifying color. Perhaps I need to change the lenses through which I am seeing this universe. Maybe it's not so ghora, terrifying. Maybe it is more benign than I think. Maybe it is all right. Maybe the problem is in my vision. People, people who don't know this will not come to this knowledge. So people who know this have three kinds of anugraha. The people who are taking the study of Kaivalya Upanishad is not an ordinary Upanishad. It's for the really mature people. So people, if you find yourself in the classroom today, by whatever, you know, accident or planning, ultimately it's all Bhagavan only. So it is, you can be sure to know that you have three kinds of grace in full measure. Daivanugraham, the Anugraha, what is Anugraha? The grace of Bhagavan. Grace of Bhagavan means what? It is nothing but Purva Punya. Your own Punya, your own desire for this knowledge, your own good karma fructifies into situations that make it conducive for you to study. Otherwise, even if it's an online class, who doesn't have computer or some tablet or whatever? Everyone has. But why they are not taking the class? Because that Purva Punya is not there or has gone missing somehow. It needs to be activated. So the Purva Punya is what comes into the, into the picture to make one ready for such a thing, to even to desire this. Yeah, Pumsa Madhvaita Vasana. It's like a, we have carried it from the past. Like the bloodhound, you don't have to give it any instruction. All if supposing there is a person who has done some robbery and he's running. In the process of running, they, you know, the, 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 the police shot this fellow and injured him in the leg and he dropped some blood as he was running. And all that the, this canine unit people have to do is just rub a little bit of that blood onto a cloth, onto a rag and make this fellow sniff. I tell you, they have to be so strong. It takes off. <laughs> this hound takes off and doesn't stop until it finds the source of that, what it has been uh, made to sniff. And like that, one sniffs one way to moksha. And the Purva Punya helps because one has been sniffing for a number of lifetimes. One has been a moksha hound, moksha hound, moksha hound. And so therefore what? One has to come to this understanding that what I have been looking for, perhaps I have been looking for it in the wrong places and I have to redirect my search. And therefore it is, requires a lot of emotional maturity like the one Ashwalayana has. And then the second Anugraha one has is what is called Guru Anugraha. Because the teacher will not teach unless the teacher is satisfied. The traditional teacher, even today in India, will not teach unless the teacher is satisfied that the student is serious about the pursuit. Yeah. Like I said, this is Kali Yuga. Nowadays, what do we do? We gain the qualifications along with the knowledge. That's why we have to keep studying the Upanishad because the first Upanishad was spent gaining the qualifications. <laughs> Maybe one of them. The second Upanishad was spent gaining another qualification and a little bit of the knowledge that's a little, you know, like a carrot to keep me going. Carrot or carrot cake. And then the third Upanishad, I'm a little more with it so that I can understand. That is why so many different Upanishads have to do triangulate and do this, you know, CPR on various levels on this, <laughs> on this jiva killed by desire, really. <laughs> Just to resurrect this and say, what are you thinking? You are, you know, you, you, you are not subject to death. Come back, look at this. So that's why all the Upanishads have these nurses caps on and the paramedic cap and, you know, and they have to do CPR on this jiva. That's why it's a multi-pronged approach. 
That's why one Upanishad is not enough. Because sometimes one gains the knowledge along with the qualifications. Thoda thoda dhire dhire, little by little, you know. Limpingly I study the Upanishad. <laughs> yeah. I drag myself, you know, from one Upanishad to another because by the time I study the sixth one, then it's time to study the first one again. <laughs> because the first one I was completely out of it. I didn't understand anything. And and so Sada Sadbihi Sevya Manam. So the second kind is Guru Anugraha. Where the Guru, they always say in the Upanishad, the Guru should be pleased. There is no reason for the Guru to be displeased. Pleased means the Guru sees that you are an earnest and a serious student. That's all it is, you know. So, uh, that's all it is. That earnestness comes through. And even in a place where I cannot see all of you, I can see, you know. All I have to do is crawl up and down and I know exactly who is here. I know, I know that what, you know, when they come, I know. When they don't come also, I know. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's all is needed. So that earnestness is enough to make the teacher want to teach. And so final anugraha is the blessing that you give yourself to pursue this knowledge. That I deserve it. So some self-esteem a modicum of self-esteem which makes you say, I deserve to, to know the most exalted thing. I deserve to be that most worshipful and exalted thing that I seek. I really deserve this. I am in no way out of this. I, I, there is no reason for me not to know this. I will understand this. I will gain moksha. That blessing that one gives to oneself to take on this pursuit without other compunctions. That is the third way in one in which one is blessed. And the one who has these three blessings and graces in full measure is called Sat. Sada Sadbhihi Sevyamanam Vidyam. And another adjective to the Vidya, Nigudham. Nigudham means deeply hidden. Yeah. Because this Vidya is not available. No, there are two kinds of secrets in this world. One secret is kept secret because it is in some kind of a classified file in a special vault in a building where no road goes and it is all kept secret. Only a few people know. Not like this whole national intelligence thing <laughs> which everybody knows now. You know, <laughs> that was not a well-kept secret. But I'm sure there are other secrets of the government that uh, even all these WikiLeaks and all these people don't know. It is kept in such a safe place, these classified documents, which are not made available, which nobody is made to understand at all. So this is what is one, one, you know, one kind of secret is something that is kept so deeply hidden that you don't know that there is because for the want of a method of knowing it is unknown because it is secret that's the first kind of secret the second kind of secret is that which is there in full view and that which is repeatedly taught and is yet not understood <laughs> the knowledge boomerangs back to the teacher and is kept safely in the mind of the teacher. <laughs> because the knowledge goes and like a boomerang it comes back. You know we have a saying. What is that? We have a saying that you, you, you hear through one ear and you leave it through the other ear. But here it boomerangs back from that same ear to the mouth of the teacher. <laughs> so which kind of secret is this knowledge? The second kind of secret. It's the Upanishad here is in plain view. Anybody can download it. Anybody can attend this class. We don't even have a password for this classroom for this reason. It's an openly kept secret. <laughs> it's secret because of the lack of qualifications, lack of Viveka, lack of Vairagya, lack of, you know, Shamadama, the six-pack, lack of the, the pursuit itself of knowledge, which is Mubukshutma. The desire to have this knowledge. Because of all the, no, the, the the preparations being inadequate, this is, you can say, you can say you are the whole. And what does the person say? Come again? What was that? 
you are the bird h o l e no 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 w h o l e ha i will i didn't understand <laughs> i didn't understand and even in the upanishad this is you know talked about nigudha nigudha means kept secretive another reason is because where is this knowledge tell me that where is this knowledge of oneness where is it understood hmm in the mind where it's right here in between the two temples in this tiny little space the whole knowledge of the universe the, and ishvara and myself being one is comprehended in this in this location correct because this is the medium for knowing you cannot have knowledge in the toes or in the teeth or in the nose you have to have it in the mind alone and this mind is you know it's not that the knowledge is coming to this mind the knowledge is already in this mind like even bhagavan is in the inner sanctum of a south indian temple i say south indian with a purpose because it has no electricity and uh, it's all dark inside and then you go there you stand in front of the inner sanctum and the murti of the bhagavan the 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 form is made of black monolith stone usually granite and the walls behind the murti are which color dark dark stone behind dark stone in front the the image of bhagavan is in front you go to goddess meenakshi temple in madurai you will find the same thing you don't know what the goddess looks like you don't know what she is wearing you don't know what kind of jewelry she is putting on and and what she is holding in her hand nothing you know the priest who is standing in the sanctum is also dark being from south india everything is dark you don't even see the priest there you don't see anything and then the priest takes this camphor light and goes around lighting up this bhagavan inside the sanctum and then you say oh oh she is wearing green saree with a red border oh she has this that parrotism which she is holding is also painted oh look at those eyes she is red she is looking at me look at that lips she is smiling at me look at her nose stud it is shining at me it is calling me to her then you become very devotional and reverential and what we do outside in the temple is what is already happening inside it is just a mirroring because this bhagavan is also there and the teaching is the camphor light the words of the shastra and the teacher which go around the, the person showing them that they are bhagavan is the ultimate light jyotisham jyotihi the light of all lights so therefore this vidya is called nigudham totally hidden not for a want of knowing not for method of knowing and not because it is not there and just because it is available in full view it is you but because of a lack of means of knowledge which is the light of the pramana in the form of the words of the shruti the shastra and the teacher which reveal to you your cosmic form your your oneness with everything that is all it is waiting for it is nigudha until it is known and this is why in the in the ninth chapter of the bhagavad gita bhagavan krishna says raja vidyam raja guhyam aham pravakshyami idantu te pravakshyami i'm going to tell you this big secret and what is this secret the secret is that the pot is clay but clay is not pot that is the secret pot is clay lid is clay cup is clay saucer is clay everything is clay but clay is uniquely itself it is not any one thing so similarly everything is brahman brahman itself free of attributes free of afflictions free of wants free of all names free of all forms even though it sustains all forms and all names it is free of all of them 
this is the that is why it is nigudha because one way i can understand it the other way i invariably make a mistake what is what we call mithya mithya means what the the, the dependent reality it is dependent upon clay so clay is sat in relation to the pot mithya is sat is there any mithya that cannot be sat every mithya behind every mithya very close to the mithya is sat in fact the truth of the mithya is sat the being of the mithya object is sat alone sat alone upholds mithya can you say it the other way round mithya upholds sat no mithya is sat sat is not mithya this is what is the greatest secret even though you keep say hearing it is still safe with the teachers <laughs> so nigudham see how much ashvalayana knows yeah then he knows even a few more things what does he say yaya achirat and that chirat is not chirat there is a elision here that's what the apostrophe s is and in if you are reading the sanskrit there will be something called the avagraha yeah and so yaya achirat achira means what nachira not in a long time sarva papam vyapohya and let us just see the translation sarva papam vyapohya getting rid of all feelings of omissions and commissions and all the omissions and commissions standing in one's own name getting rid of that parat param purusha don't worry about what it is right now yati the vidwan the knowledgeable person ke gains the purusha parat para will see always uh, later the the, the 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 gains the purusha gains that cosmic oneness with everything that vidya i want and so here there is a little clause yaya through which knowledge achirat not a long time hence this is very hopeful correct and this is a typical answer given by lord krishna whenever arjuna asks when will i gain this knowledge when will the jiva gain this knowledge bhagavan krishna always says very quickly not long from now and there is a reason for that because knowledge is effortless what is this again pot clay whatever it is how long did it take you to say this is pot or this is clay how long did it take you to perceive this pot not very long so therefore the knowledge is what is called vastu tantram you know vastu tantram it's a technical expression vastu tantram means dependent upon the object of the knowledge the knowledge is as true as what it is trying to reveal as the object that it is trying to reveal if i say look at this beautiful mango while showing you in my hand an orange flower what are you going to say this is not a mango what if i keep insisting this is mango alone very fragrant mango you will say she was okay before the break you don't know what has happened all of a sudden you know because your eyes cannot no matter how much shraddha you have your eyes cannot falsify this as a mango when the truth of this is what this is a flower this is not a mango this is a flower so no matter how much you may want to trust me and want to give me the benefit of doubt first you may you know say what is this really let me look closely is this really mango no no it's the same flower that she showed earlier and so therefore what therefore this is not a mango your eyes are telling you it is not a mango what does this tell us about knowledge knowledge is not will based that is what is meant by vastu tantram it's not based on the person who has the will who wields the will so you cannot decide not to know you cannot decide i want to know knowledge takes place 
when the object of knowledge and the means of knowledge come together listen carefully when the means of knowledge in which in this case what is the means of knowledge the eyes come together with the object to be known the object of knowledge the flower knowledge has to take place similarly if i say look at me but do not look at this flower you cannot oblige me because if the appropriate means of knowledge are there and if there is no disturbance in the eyes and the flower is there in full view to be seen then that means the knowledge has to take place there is no other way that's why it says achirat so knowledge is not based on will preparation for the knowledge yes is based on will and maybe a little bit is will is involved to say i'm going to clear my timetable and commit to this course a little bit of will is involved but knowledge is not will based not at all in fact whereas you know action is will based knowledge is not will based kartrutantram karma is kartrutantram action is will based you know if i say you know take this flower of course you may argue how can i take it over the internet but if there are people you know even the people here i say take this flower nobody is coming to take it so in a way you have decided this is just an example i don't have to get up so there is a will involved in deciding to take the flower or not take the flower and deciding to go or not go even not going is a decision but in knowledge you cannot say i decide to know i decide not to know and i'm going to decide to know brahman differently from how other people know that's not an option that is why we pick up things which we do not want to pick up like horrible smells for example you're driving through a patch somewhere in the highway suddenly there is some kind of a horrible smell some pesticides or something they have put on the fields you often encounter this for 2 miles it is unbearable and you you know raise the glass of the car the windows still you cannot escape this because through all the vents this pesticide smell is assailing the nostrils can you say i decide not to know no i only want to smell from now on i commit to what oh to the vedanta no 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 not to vedanta <laughs> i commit to only smelling fragrant things such a person has to be committed that's all <laughs> committed means to a facility yeah to a special facility where they can take care of such people that's all it is this is not a commitment to make that's why i gave the example of the nostrils because eyes means if you see something horrible you can shut ears means you can put on noise cancelling headphones but nose what are you going to do you know you cannot say i'll decide not to breathe you know mouth and nose it's very difficult even to breathe through the mouth is not easy that smell will keep coming in a certain way and so this itself shows it's a, it teaches us that knowledge is not is only dependent on the means of knowledge and if the means of knowledge contacts the object to be known the knowledge has to take place it cannot not take place that is how the pramana the means of knowledge operates here what is the, the the object the object happens to be you the subject so what is the means of knowledge the words of the upanishad coming through a person who can handle this means of knowledge properly and to make you see that is the appropriate means of knowledge correct and and so if you are there and the means of knowledge is there the knowledge has to take place yes the mind can be elsewhere that is why we need shama do you see now why we need shama yeah so the mind has to be brought into focus and the karana should be the mind has to be a clean receptacle it has to be cleared of all the previous notions and infrastructure that is why so much viveka vairagya that is why the the stable seva the cow stable in the upanishads so that the mind becomes stable after being with the cows yeah you also start having a 
bucolic quality. You, <laughs> you become docile like the cows. You become receptive and you become relaxed because you are not in a hurry to go anywhere. All that restlessness and the laziness and the tamas and rajas calm down. And once they are calmed down, the preparation, that's why I say, is nine-tenth of the thing. Cleaning the receptacle, preparing the receptacle and knowing that the mind is just a place where the knowledge is cognized, which is already existent there. Is cognized for that, I have to do so much. So the karma is an auxiliary help to get one to prepare for the knowledge. It cannot, karma cannot bring about the knowledge. What brings about the knowledge is the words of the Upanishad, which create this vritti, which that all is one. I see that even as I listen to the words, I see that, I understand that I am moved, I am touched, I am transformed. And when am I transformed? In every class I am transformed. If I can see this class as a sadhana, Vedanta Shravanam is the meditation. Shravanam is the only means. So the more carefully you hone your way of listening, you are able to bring the mind to bear upon listening very clearly. That's why if you remember when I sent you the curriculum, I sent a set of instructions. I said, please desist. What did it say? Do you remember? What did it say? Multitasking, don't... Uh... Please desist from multi, so-called multitasking. You know, playing games, Skyping, wiping, whatever you do, you know, on the internet and uh, doing other things, browsing the internet, etc. That is, that is why, that, because that focus is lost. That's why I also say that I will make time for questions. And if you start thinking of the question and typing the question, the words are gone, you know. It's like the, in the Upanishad there is a story of a blind man having lost his way. And he comes upon the, uh, for, there was some event in the palace and he doesn't know how to go from the fort, the palace fort back to the village. And he comes upon the, the sentry who is guarding the fort. And the sentry says, I cannot leave my post and take you to the village because I don't get off work for another several hours. But I can help you in one way. And he leads him along with the hands to the wall. And he says, keep feeling the wall. Hug the wall and keep feeling the wall. And when you come across a space, that means that is the doorway to the other side. You encounter some stairs, get down the stairs and then anybody will guide you to the village. That's where the village is. And the man, the blind man says, okay. And half an hour later comes upon the sentry again. Oh dear sir, I feel like somebody is standing here. Can you please guide me to the village? The sentry says, are you mad or what? I just gave you instructions. Did I told you to keep feeling the wall. Did you not follow the instruction? What did the man say? I followed the instruction but I am still here. How did you at any time stop and uh, you know take your hands away from the wall? He says, yeah, I suddenly had an itch. I stopped to itch it and then, you know, that's when the doorway came. He was keeping on walking and scratching himself and he missed the doorway. And what is that scratching? Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> that is what is the scratching. You may miss the main thing. The doorway to the oneness may be missed. So we have to hone in the, the ability to listen carefully is itself takes such a lot of care to develop. And one has that ability. That, that is called samadhanam. That listening so carefully to each and every word. That is what is the saving grace because the, that's the only way to gain this knowledge. And so yaya achirat. Achirat has, you know, is what we are talking about here. Nachira. Very quickly if I am able to listen the knowledge doesn't take time, just as how little it takes to see this flower. That is how soon the knowledge of the oneness I can see. Because if the means is, if the receptacle is ready, if the means of knowledge is proper, then the knowledge definitely has to take place. This should give us a lot of hope. Sarva Papam Vyapo here. Having got rid of all the Papas, 
what is papa here the effects of not so good karma yeah and here by inference it means punya also good karma also becomes a golden shackle whereby one is born as a scion of someone owning an oil mill you know what is the use no use you're born with a golden shackle and uh, you know and you're born in comfort but no mumukshutvam not blessed by mumukshutvam and so that is of no use so papa also becomes golden shackle so here ultimately one is not looking to gain either punya or papa but to be free from the identification of the one as the doer of actions that bring on punya and papa here we have a beautiful model this whole thing is a model and what is this model the model is there is such a thing called dharma and this dharma is nothing other than the manifestation of bhagavan and as long as you identify as the doer you have to do only things which are in keeping with the cosmic laws of dharma if you violate those laws of dharma what will happen they will bring certain repercussions and the op- the flip side of the law of dharma is the law of karma so that means when you go against these laws you you will reap certain things so if you go along with the laws and if you do good you know good actions that are in keeping with the laws you will reap good results and bad actions you will keep, re- reap bad results this is the model like the training wheels on a child's bicycle the person is taught to maneuver and steer on the path of dharma the person is taught to drive it's a driving lesson because the person is very driven wants to keep doing okay do but do it properly here are the parameters and here are the consequences so so keep to dharma keep on the road of dharma learn to balance yourself and when this child this baby jiva learns to balance itself when the train the same veda the first portion which gave the training wheels in the upanishad takes away the training wheels and sets the person free what dharma what karma ko vidhihi ko nishedhah what is there to do what is there not to do in fact you are not the doer at all so you see the whole rubric of i am a doer and i have to do certain things is just in keeping with the self ignorance that regards oneself as a finite producer of actions and the first portion of the veda you know reinforces that because the person is not able to see otherwise and for the stray few who graduate into the second portion and says what is this doing who is the doer what is this source of papa punya how do i get free of all this and for the one who questions the doing the doer itself is falsified yeah kshiyate kshiyante cha asya karmani tasmin drishte paravare when the avara jiva avara means the total the sad inferior jiva looks at itself as para as one with the whole the one with the most exalted when all that there is is you know there is no karta no karma all that there is is one so the whole individuation takes place because of doership and the doership itself is swallowed in the wake of which knowledge ashvalayana seems to know that also what will the teacher teach him i don't know because he knows everything <laughs> he seems to know everything so that which swallows up the doership swallows up the notion of and the identity of the separate doer of uh, the uh, actor and the agent of action and the recipient of omissions and commissions thereof is completely you know dispensed with so so beautiful and and it resolves into the one who wakes up to see that there is no doer that all that is was just a nightmare and in this nightmare three people were following this person and let us call them sanchita agami and prarabdha three forms of karma and these fellows were following him and he was trying to outrun them they were running behind him where in the sleep and this fellow was 
you know, enacting the dream with his organs of action in, he was flailing around in the bed because it seemed so real. And the family people woke him up, handed him a glass of water and said, you know, this is just a dream. Oh, he drank the glass of water, but thank God it is a dream. I'm so glad it is a dream. And then what did he do? Started to run again? Looked for those three fellows? No. Why? That was then, this is now. Or as I like to say, that was Zen, this is Dao. <laughs> yeah. That was a different reality. It was a dream-like reality from which I am awake. So once I am awake, there is no nothing to run, nothing to run out of, nothing to outrun. All is, is, is myself alone. That runner was a projection of the dissatisfied person, always afraid, always incomplete. Now that I have woken up to this knowledge, the runner is falsified, the doer is falsified. When the doer is falsified, what about Papa Punya? That is also falsified. More we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, another Kaivalya Marathon. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamadachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om Questions?